You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you? Yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. The name is Erica Jane. My world just went up in flames. They knocked me down, but so what? I'm still hot. Mm, mm, I'm still hot. Mm, mm. I won't remember your name. Wait, I'm still trying to learn the lyrics. It's not It's Expensive to Be Me, but it's Erica Jane's new song, which she debuted at the... Um, what was it, at the, the Beverly Hills finale party that I was at, which was a lot of fun. And we'll get into that. And we'll get into all the other latest tea. Ariana Maddox is Miss Moving On from Mr. Tom Scandival. Uh, we have Kim and Croy. That divorce is getting messier and messier. We have a crappy lake trailer with Luann and Sonia that's finally dropped because that's finally coming out. Um and then I guess a couple of other things that happened over the weekend. We have the Caroline Manzo stuff about the Gorgas, Melissa and Joe Gorga. Apparently they were alluding to them being the ones that tipped off the feds and sent Teresa to prison. Uh, Lisa Vanderpump is defending her support of Tom Scandival. And then Harry and Meghan uh, are getting called out by the NYPD because the NYPD is like, mm, you ain't telling the truth. So we have so much to break down and I'm excited to be back. I'm a little I'm a little tired. It's been like a long, it's been a long couple of weeks, you guys. Um, so please bear with me as I try to not have a meltdown on the podcast today because uh, of my ever-growing and overwhelming to-do list. But I'm excited because I'm headed to Chicago this week. Um, I guess I can finally t- say what I'm doing. So I was originally planning on doing a live show. In Chicago, because we know I just did uh, a no-filter night out in Philly with the Bra Bros and Dorinda Medley and Chris Bassett. I have a no-filter night out coming up with Lala Kent for my 30th birthday, June 15th, at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood. And then I have another no-filter night out with the Bra Bros in New York City on July 26th. You can get your tickets at nofilterlive.com. But I was planning on doing a Chicago show that was originally supposed to be planned for this week because Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras are also doing a show in St. Charles this week that I'm probably going to end up going to it really just depends on if I can make it there on time because like my flight I finally have my itinerary and so I'm going to be landing it's a very tight window from when I land and when I have to check into my hotel room in downtown to when I can get my butt to St. Charles to make it to the show uh on Thursday night for Tom Sandoval and the most extras I will tape videos I'll do a recap of it I'll be like this is what I would this is what I saw this is the blonde chick that's his new girlfriend because that's like a scandal right now he's apparently got like a new girlfriend now that Raquel's allegedly dumped him So much, right? And then there are the Raquel possibly pregnant rumors. So much to break down, right? So I'll keep you posted on that. But I'm going to Chicago this weekend because there is this very uh, special event, big event. I don't know if anybody's a New Kids on the Block fan, but there is a block con that is happening in downtown Chicago that I'm going to be at with the New Kids. And um, I'm going to be doing some stuff with them. I'm, well... I'm going to be interviewing New Kids on the Block. Um, So you can hopefully listen to it on the podcast soon. 
But if anybody, you know, all the the 90s, 80s and 90s babies, if you're a fan of New Kids on the Block, I'm going to be with them this weekend at BlockCon in Chicago, which is very exciting. Originally, I was planning a no filter night out with Donnie Wahlberg, and then it kind of just snowballed into me being a part of BlockCon. So that's where I will be this weekend at BlockCon in Chicago. I will be sure to tape lots of content to share with you guys. And I will be there for a week because then the weekend after I'm doing a charity event with Donnie and his wife, Jenny McCarthy, who you guys know I've known for a very long time um, and I've been very close with. So I'm going to support Home Life Community, which is a charity started by Dr. Jerry Cartsonell, who was my brother Ethan's doctor. Growing up, he was his pediatrician. Um, my brother has autism, which is how I was connected with Jenny, and her son Evan has autism. So we're going to support his new foundation that helps provide housing for adults with autism. So after BlockCon, I'll be doing that, which is going to be eventful. And then I come right back and then get ready for the Bourbon Room show on June, June 15th with Lala and some very, very other special guests that you guys are going to be excited for. Trust me. It's going to be fun. Um, But so, okay, so where should we start? But so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's one of the things I've been teasing a bit is BlockCon. And yeah, and then obviously the New York show that we just announced. And more to come or will more announcements come. I'm not saying I'm doing any more live shows because it's like uh, I'm going a little crazy at the moment. But the they just wrapped the latest season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What is it? Is it season 14 or are we on season 13? It's not season 12, is it? What season are we on? Oh my God, I, I totally lost count of what season. 10, 11. I feel like it has to be like the thir- 13th season, right? Or 14th season. I don't even know. It's been so many seasons at this point. But anyway, I got an invite to attend Kyle Richards' white party um, that I didn't realize was Kyle Richards' white party. Like I, I got the invite. I have so many things that I'm juggling right now that like I received the information, but it didn't like actually sit into my brain. So it was my brother's graduation. My brother Isaiah just graduated from CSUN College and um, we were celebrating his graduation. And I, I was like, okay, well, I have to go to the graduation party and then I immediately have to go to the this party that you know is going to be I believe the Beverly Hills finale I was like okay so I'm going to go to that afterwards so I should just wear an outfit that's like functional for the full day because there's no way I'm going to be able to go back home and then go to the SoFi Stadium which is where it was held and so the embarrassing thing is and I felt so bad I was so embarrassed I wore black and white because I just felt like that was the cute vibe that I wanted to wear for that day. Because I was like, oh, this will be kind of cute for the graduation party. But then it'll also be functional for like an evening cocktail party. Like I was just thinking it was a cocktail party, right? Again, got the information, like received the details, but like didn't really process what was happening. I just knew, okay, be here at this time, be here at this time. Didn't think this through. Thank God I'd happened to be wearing a white shirt, but I was wearing black pants. Luckily, they were leather pants. So it was like ugly leather pants, you know, nod to Beverly Hills. But that wasn't my intention. And I felt so at first I was I went with my friend Andy and um, I brought him as my guest. And um, he I texted him on my way over and I was like, um, it's a white party. I was like, so I think everybody's going to be wearing all white. And he's like, oh, he's like, 
oh, do you want, he's like, I was like, but I don't have all white. I ha- I'm wearing black and white. I was like, but it should be fine, right? Like, it's it's fine. It's, it's a white party. I'm still wearing white. You know, it's not like I'm wearing any other color. And then he's like, do you want me to, like, bring you something, like, to wear? I was like, no, it's going to be totally fine. It's going to be a chill, like, okay, maybe it's called a white party. I was like, but the only one that really has white parties is Kyle Richards. But, like, this isn't the Kyle Richards white party. I was like, come on. It's, like, it's fine. And so... He's like, okay, well, I'll wear black pants too. That way, you know, we're wearing black and white together and you're not the only one wearing black pants. And I was like, whatever. And so I get there and then literally everybody is decked out in like head to toe, all white. And I was like, holy shit, I really screwed this up. Um, But again, luckily I was wearing the white shirt. And so in photos and stuff, all you really see is like the white shirt and there's like a little bit of black in it. But I mean, had I like been fully aware and like been present about what was actually happening, I would have, I would have gone a full white and I would worn like, if I knew I was going to the Kyle Richards white party, like my brain just wasn't there, but it was so nice. And like she legit rented out the SoFi Stadium, like the field. She hosted the party on the field, like where they held the Super Bowl. I guess people people kick around a ball on this field, but Kyle Richards turned it into a fabulous white party. And I'm just like, this is money, honey. Like at first I was like, oh, SoFi Stadium is probably going to be like, I don't know, the social club, one of the lounges. I didn't realize it was going to be on the field. Like that's like millions of dollars right there. So, I mean, yeah. And if you saw any of the photos that were leaked online um, that people were sharing, like, it was, like, really, really nice. They had, like, giant white heat lamps that were, like, actual, like, they looked like actual lamps, but they were heat lamps. Like, it was just, it was so nice. It was just perfection. Um, She had, um, she hosted a killer party. I will just say that. I can't reveal too much, and I can't say too much because... They did film it for the finale, and I agreed to keep anything that I saw under wraps for the most part, and I wasn't invited to attend as press, so it's not like I was going to cover the event. I was invited as a guest, Um, and so, yeah, but, you know, we'll we'll talk about the things that have leaked online, Um, and I will tell you this. Kyle's white party lived up to its history. It was a phenomenal party. And I guess she's still sober because I know she posted on her Instagram that, you know, the fan is better than, you know, cocktails and there's no hangover because she had like this giant fan on stage. So like she was like dancing in the fan and a lot of people were dancing in the fan. It was a really fun party. She looked like she was having a blast. I would have never guessed that she wasn't drinking. I was like, you go, girl. But I got to chat with all of the ladies. I will say that I had very lovely conversations with each of them. Most of them, some were like very brief combos and then others I actually like got to like actually, you know, chat with a bit more. Um, I didn't talk to the newbie though. I didn't get to connect with her, but I did kind of see her moving around the party. But I also have no clue who she is and she has no clue who I am. So like it wouldn't make sense that like I would have a conversation with her. But I did get to chat with all of them, all of them. So that was very nice. Um, and I get it was pleasant. It was very pleasant for the most part. Um which was nice. Everybody was very sweet. Uh, Erica performed. She debuted some new music, which is to help kick off her new Las Vegas residency. It was incredible. She teased that song online that, mm, mm, I'm still hot. I'm breaking news. I ain't scared of shit. I'm fabulous. And I'm flaunting it. I'm fabulous. I'm flaunting it. Mm, mm, I'm still hot. So I guess we can expect to see her music journey this season on the show. Cause if, you know, she performed the new songs, 
at the reunion. And obviously, we have the Vegas residency coming up. I'm assuming that's what her storyline is going to focus on this season. And listen, they it was a bop. Okay, I'm still hot is a bop. I've been it's been in my head nonstop since Saturday night. Mm, mm, I'm still hot. I'm. My name is Erica Jane. My world just went up in flames. They tried to knock me down, but so what? I'm still hot. I won't remember your name, but tonight I'm going to rock. Oh, wait. Something about, I don't remember your name. I'm telling you, it's been in my head nonstop since Saturday night. But I don't know when the new music is dropping, but I can't wait for it because I want, like, an actual, like, MP3 file on my iPod, my, my iPhone iPod, and I'm ready for it. But they all looked really nice. As you saw on Twitter, Camille was there wearing blue. So I didn't feel too bad wearing black pants. Denise was there. She brought her husband, Aaron, who was wearing blue jeans. Um, so I also didn't feel as bad wearing my black pants, my black leather pants. <laughs> Cynthia Bailey was there. Josh Flagg was there. You know, we saw the photos online. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I've got my, my tickets to see Erica in Vegas for the residency. I'm going to be there August 26th. This was a great preview. Can't wait for everyone to tune in and watch the finale. Maybe you'll see me like bopping around. Maybe you'll see me talking to somebody. Um, you never know what you're going to catch. So get ready. New season of Braille Houses of Beverly Hills is hopefully coming soon. I would imagine it debuts, what, in the fall? If we wrapped now and it's May, June, July, August, maybe September, October is probably when we'll we'll get a, a, a new season drop. And then it'll air throughout the winter, fall, winter-ish. We'll see. They haven't really filmed in the spring, summer in a while. It's always been like over the holidays. So now we, we got a little change of pace, a little change of time, which will be good. I hear the Vanderpump Rules finale is also taking a bit of a pause. Or not the finale, sorry, the, the filming for the new season, for next season, season 11. Alex Baskin, who um, is one of the lead producers on Vanderpump Rules, he said that they're going to be taking a little bit of a break, that he wants the cast to watch all three parts of the reunion. And I believe the reunion wraps July 7th. That's when the third part of the reunion will air. And then the 14th is when they're going to reveal, they're going to release the Secrets Revealed episode, the special episode. And then I think Peacock is going to be releasing extended versions of all three and doing the Secrets Revealed. So he's saying that they're going to take a little bit of a pause to let the cast kind of breathe and like, you know, have a minute to to have a break from the show because obviously they filmed it and then they picked up filming it and then they immediately had to go into the reunion and then now we're airing all of it. And so he said that it's a lot. And I guess there are some revelations that are going to be revealed at the reunion. He said that he wants the cast to watch all three parts for all of those revelations. And at first everybody was like, oh my God, what is it? And people were like coming up with all sorts of wild theories of like, I bet Ariana's getting a spinoff, which no, it's not happening. And then other people were like, oh my God, I think Raquel's pregnant. And I was like, oh my God, what if Raquel is pregnant? I was like, that is actually like, that would be some tea. That would be like a, a thing, right? Like that would be a moment. I don't know if she's pregnant, but I'm like, but it would kind of make sense because then, you know, maybe that's why she's on hiding. I, I don't. But then I was like, maybe she was pregnant and maybe she like lost the baby. And sadly, I'm not saying that lightly, but like maybe something happened and she had a miscarriage or that she didn't see the pregnancy to full term or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I'm thinking like if you're hooking up with Tom Sandoval and you have a one night stand, but something happened and there was like a thing that happened 
or maybe it was a pregnancy scare. Like something about pregnancy does seem like it would make sense to me in this realm because I'm like, it would then bond them. And then it would then be like, it could be why they're like, that's why we had to, that's why we kept on the affairs because we were then like trauma bonded or we connected in some sort of way. So I don't know, because then people are saying, well, at the reunion, TMZ released photos where she was vaping and she shouldn't be vaping when, you know, she's pregnant. And I was like, well, she also shouldn't be screwing her best friend's man. So it's not like anything she would do would surprise me at this point. But that does make sense. Why would she vape if she were pregnant or if she knew that she were pregnant? But then if that was the revelation, because some people are like, well, maybe she didn't know that she was pregnant at the time. I was like, but she had to have known because she revealed it to Andy on camera in her individual one-on-one interview because Andy sat down with Ariana, Tom, and Raquel individually to get their sides of the story. And those are going to be airing throughout the reunion. So that tells me that, you know, I don't know. The pregnancy thing does check out, but I'm not sure if she's currently pregnant or was pregnant or what, but it would make sense as to that being a big reveal that would come at the reunion. Andy Cohen was promoting his book, Daddy Diaries, and he said that, you know, that there is new information revealed, but it's nothing really groundbreaking. So... I don't know. Like maybe Alex Baskin is playing with us. Maybe he's jerking us around a bit. Maybe he thinks that something's bigger than it actually is. Or maybe we're just focusing too much on what he said, which was really just that he wants the cast to watch all three parts of the reunion before they make any decisions on whether or not they want to come back. He said nobody is saying no, but nobody's saying yes either that they're all kind of in need of, of processing and dealing with everything. So I would imagine they'll pick up filming again, probably maybe August or maybe late July. I mean, they're going to need a bit of time off and a few weeks I think is, is necessary. Even if they take a couple months, I wouldn't be surprised because like the dust needs to settle before they're even willing to maybe even have a conversation with each other online. But then I'm like, does Raquel even move forward at this point? Like how does Raquel move forward on the show? Cause at least like Tom has Tom Schwartz and Tom has Billy Lee um, who they, I don't know, could possibly bring back in since the rumors have now come up about Tom possibly sleeping with Billy Lee. I truly don't know. Um, Yeah, but I just don't see anybody talking to Raquel and I don't see how that would be a thing that moves forward. Ariana's made it very clear that she has no intentions of filming with Tom and, and Raquel. She's like, I don't make up the casting decisions. I'm not saying I'm not coming back. I'm just saying I have no interest in filming with them. So We'll have to wait and see what happens and what they bring. But it's, you know, it's going to be an interesting season 11. My thing is, and my prediction is, and what I think they should do is end it on season 11. I think this was a great final season. Maybe the next season they limit it to like at best eight episodes and just kind of wrap up everybody's storyline and end it on a high. Like Friends. Remember when Friends ended on season 10 and it was like rated so high and they're like, this is the perfect time to pull the plug. I think Vanderpump, this is the same thing. We had season 10. Season 10 was great. And I think, you know, now it would be nice to just do like a few episodes. We don't need a full season. We don't need a whole new storyline. Just be like, boom, Ariana's on her own. She's living her best life. She's single. She's thriving. She's ready to move on. And these are all the big, incredible things going on in her life. Sheena and Brock, they're ready for a quiet life. They have summer. They want to have another baby. They're moving to San Diego. James Kennedy, he's in love with Allie. She's the one. He proposes. They're ready to go plan their wedding and get married. Maybe they do something small small and intimate and maybe it's you know not that long from now 
Tom and Raquel, I think we wrap up their storyline similar to like how we did it with Heidi and Spencer back on the final season of The Hills. Remember, they were only in the first couple of episodes and then the cast was like, we don't want anything to do with them anymore. We're done. And it really just showed their kind of like sailing off into the sunset. And I think that would be a perfect way to wrap up Tom and Raquel. Um, either have them sail off together. I think that would be a nice way to, to end it with a nice little bow is just them together and be like, this was all worth it. Even though I don't think that's the reality, the happy ending we're going to get. But, um, you know, Schwartz learning how to navigate single life and like, you know, taking, keeping Schwartz and Sandy afloat and kind of getting ready to live, you know, a more modest Nike slide chill life um who else is on the cast we have sheena and brock ariana katie her and ariana opening up something about her and that being a successful launch so i think there are ways to kind of just wrap everything up and then be like all right now we're going to reboot reboot vanderpump rules and focus it on another group of servers or something you know but i think season 11 i don't think bravo cares and i don't think bravo is listening to me but that's my opinion i think End it on a high. Milk it for as much money as you're going to get. Because otherwise, what? We're going to keep getting Vanderpump Rules for another three, four seasons. And eventually, it's going to die down. And the ratings are going to start to die down. And, I mean, listen, they killed Shaw's of Sunset. And they, have from what I've heard, haven't renewed Family Karma. So I'm like, you know, Vanderpump, it was good. But now, you know, I always thought Real Girlfriends of Paris, Real Girlfriends in Paris, was like the best sort of direction for Bravo to start heading in. But I don't know. We'll see. I thought the New York reboot should have been a real girlfriends in Manhattan concept and not, you know, real housewives of New York season 14 reboot. I always thought it should have been real girlfriends in Manhattan. And that I thought would have been a good, a good transition for them as well. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, Ariana is definitely ready to move on. Ariana is, mm, she, what, what did she say? Oh, she's dipping out. She's ready to dip out. She posted on her Instagram stories that she was packing up her things and TMZ revealed that she's officially moving out of the house that she shared with Tom Scandival, with Tom Sandoval, as he's been spotted around Austin with this new mystery girl and her identity has now been revealed. But so Ariana was seen moving stuff and she also posted on Instagram about dipping out. She had a stack of boxes. She was loading them up. So it looks like she's officially moving out of the Valley Village house. Unclear if they're going to sell it or she's letting Tom take it or what's going to happen. We know that they've both been living there, but they haven't had any communication with each other. And Tom's been on his little most extras tour. So she's like, listen, this is the perfect time for me to move out. Unclear of where she's going yet, but he's been spotted with a mystery blonde woman. He was seen at Equinox in Austin and he was overheard telling one of the other gym goers. They were like lifting like, yeah, bro. Yeah. But he was saying, I guess they are like, oh, what brings you to town? And he said, I'm visiting a girl that I'm dating. I'm from LA and all the crazy women drove me out, out of there. So... Now he's found himself a nice little Madison LaCroix over in Austin. This mystery woman who's his alleged new, I don't know if girlfriend's the appropriate term, but it seems like it's somebody that he's seen, right? Somebody that he's dating or at least like casually talking to. I'll see if I spot her on Thursday night. I'll keep you posted. But anyway, it looks like she is a woman named Carly Hale who lives in Austin, I believe. Um, this was revealed by Christina, the Bravo babe. She did a little detective work and then found out who Carly is. But it looks like since deactivating her social media accounts, she hasn't, she's trying to avoid the attention. She hasn't addressed any of the rumors about Tom, but 
kind of seems like it's checking out. She's a pretty girl. Um, I don't know. It feels a little fast for him to move on. Like he just left his long-term relationship and then he had Raquel. So then Raquel was presumably the rebound or the mistress. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he's moving on. So is Ariana. They're both moving on, which good for them. I think they both need to move on. But that'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with the show and their relationships for season 11. But it seems like I think Raquel might be done with the show altogether, to be honest with you. I think she's just going to go and teach. What does she want to be a a special needs teacher? Great. Go do that. Find yourself. Maybe do an eat, pray, love journey. I can see Raquel coming out of this and like doing a whole holistic vibe. And she's going to go and do meditation and do yoga and travel the world. And she's going to be totally zen and chill. Like Schwartz's girlfriend. Or she's going to be, she's going to come out of her little treatment facility, like fully still addicted to the fame and turn into like a Heidi Montag. Which, listen, Heidi Montag ended up, things ended up working out for her in the end. She had the baby, you know, she's living her best life. But Heidi Montag in the sense that she's going to be so addicted. Or maybe like a Farrah Abraham is a better way to describe Raquel. Or who's the other one? Um, Francesca, the one from Too Hot to Handle. Remember she used to date Harry Jowsey on the show? She's going to, I think Raquel is going to go one of two directions. Go completely off the grid, leave Hollywood, do yoga, meditate, and kind of just become a Zen bunny. Or she's going to go full uh, fair Abraham and just like really lean into it and get the real fake lips and the fake hair. And she's just going to be like fame obsessed. We'll see what, which she comes out of, but I think it's going to be one of the two. And even if she does become a yogi, I think she'll like, you know, go work with like kids in Africa or something, you know, like she'll do something notable and she'll be like, I'm a changed person. And like, I love life and I love elephants and lightning bolts and screwing other people's men because I'm free. That's my prediction for Raquel and what I think should happen with season 11. Wrap it. Tie a nice little bow on it. Make it a short season and let us want more. Leave us wanting more rather than being fatigued. Because I feel like some of these housewife shows get dragged out a little too long. And then it's like, you know, that's how I feel. Okay, Kim Zolciak, Croy Bierman, not getting any better. It is getting much worse. They're divorced now that they've split. Um, Croy is now claiming that Kim has a gambling addiction and that's what happened to all of their money is she would just gamble it away. She goes online and does online gambling and she's like addicted to it and she plays other chance games. I don't know what that means. Sounds like gambling to me. He says that her addiction of gambling is making her unfit to care for their kids and that he wants her to have a psych evaluation because he believes that it could possibly be stemming from like depression or anxiety or some sort of like mental illness that she's struggling with, which also makes her unfit to take care of the kids in this moment. And which is why he's asking for full legal and full physical custody of the kids. And this is all coming off the heels of last week when she was requesting that Croy get drug tested because she says that he smokes too much weed and he can't care for the kids because I guess he's high all the time. But I'm like, so is Mauricio and he like runs the agency. So, you know, it's just getting messier and messier. And I think all this is doing is hurting the kids at the end of the day. And that's the part that's unfortunate and sad for me is that they're the ones that are affected by all of this in Croy and Kim's attempts to get back at each other rather than like, I want to know what was the tipping point? Like, was it really the money? Who was you know, like, and where and how did that shoe drop? How did that bag fall? And why did we decide to leave each other? 
because it feels like they were doing okay and they were willing to work through the marital or the the financial issues. So I don't understand how they just, you know, they're done. Andy did say that he warned her about, you know, her spending. And listen, if she has a gambling addiction like he's alleging, that's a lot with her spending addiction, right? She used to spend a lot of money on just like a lot of like fancy things to keep up appearances. So a gambling addiction, throwing money down the drain. Spending a lot of money on expensive things, it's expensive to be her, money down the drain. I can see why there would be an issue. Was he hiding money? Was he hiding assets? Was he not being totally honest? I could see it as she was draining all the money and he wasn't being honest about how much money is or isn't actually coming in. And so I believe it was a miscommunication about the finances that once they realized what a bad position they were both in, it was like, we're done. We can't do this. We can't trust each other. Money just destroyed, you know, or lack of communication. People like to say money is the root of all evil, but I don't think it's money. I think it's it's people's choices and how they use money. So, yeah, not getting any better. But So listen to Andy. Daddy Andy always knows. Um, okay, let's talk Jersey because Page Six hosted a live taping of the virtual reality podcast last week. And shout out to my boy, Evan Real. Evan hosted it and he did great. He had Ramona and Avery and Caroline and Lauren. And Caroline said that she always supported Teresa even when she had to go to jail. And then that's when Lauren chimed in and she said she also didn't call the feds. And which Teresa has insinuated in the past that she thinks Caroline or Jacqueline was you know, ended up tipping off the feds and getting her locked up. And then Caroline responded. She said, and I know who did. And I will never say it. I will never, ever say it. But she said, P.S., I was there. But I will never say who it was. I saw what was going down. I grabbed my kids. I took the fall. I'm not even, it's not even about being a rat. There's a thing called collateral damage. So when you say something, who is it going to hurt? Who is it going to hurt by saying this truth? I would, I could never do that. I took the blame to protect people that didn't deserve the collateral damage of the fallout once it came out who it was. So she did not say that Joe Gorga is the one that tipped out the feds because Lauren makes a comment seemingly referencing a rumor that comes up at the reunion. um, And people thought that because there's like this little to me, it's low budget tea, right? Because there's this rumor. First of all, nobody's seen the reunion. It hasn't aired yet. We don't even have a reunion trailer yet. But yet there's this rumor that Teresa is claiming Jacqueline told her that says that Joe Judah or Joe Gorga is the one that tipped out the feds. I believe that is what is going around that Teresa says that Jacqueline told her. Right. And apparently the person that worked with the feds is actually is allegedly a former business partner of Joe Judice's. And he's the one that helped them build a case against Joe and Teresa. But. Teresa accuses Joe of being the one that reported Joe Judice to the IRS for not paying his taxes or his secretary or something like that. And I believe the rumor originally stemmed from Kim D. And that's where Jacqueline heard it. And I don't know if she told Teresa or I, I don't know. It's all kind of confusing. But my whole thing is everybody's focused on whether or not Joe Gorga helped lock his sister up in prison. And Joe Gorga is the one that, you know, did this to his sister. Right. Everyone's claiming it's Joe. But I'm like, mm. I don't know if it's fair to throw that out there because let's be very clear. Teresa Judice is the one that put Teresa Judice in prison. Joe Judice is the one that put Joe Judice and Teresa Judice in prison. They committed a crime. When you break the law, you go to jail or you go to prison. And in this case, a judge reviewed the case and sent them both to prison. Okay. I believe at one point there was like, she was 
up for, she wasn't going to get time behind bars, but then I believe she was lying about her assets and it just, or she wasn't being entirely honest about all of her assets and ended up coming back to bite her in the butt. And then she got a year behind bars. So, I mean, listen, they, we can't be like, who put them behind bars? They put themselves behind bars. Like, we need to stop with this, like, did Joe Gorga do it? Did Caroline do it? Did Jacqueline do it? It's total deflection from the fact that Teresa and Joe broke the law. They are criminals. They broke the law. They went to prison. And at this point, they went to prison. They served their time. They paid their debt. They've moved on. So... You know, I'm so, like, annoyed that people are still trying to have this conversation. Like, they broke the law. They're, they're uh, not con artists. I mean, yes, but they're um, convicts. Like, that's it. That's what it is. It's in the past. They've moved on. They've paid for it. Like, let's go. Like, stop with the deflection. Because trying to put responsibility onto Joe Gorga or Melissa Gorga or anybody else is total deflection from the fact that they broke the law and locked themselves up. Okay? Period. End of story. Dot. I, I think we have the, the wedding special this week, and the next week is the first part of the reunion. So here we go. Lisa Vanderpump is also defending her support of Tom Sandoval. She told Us Weekly last week uh, while supporting the Vanderpump Dogs Foundation. She said everybody else was chastising him. She's referring to the finale last week and how everybody was um, judging her for that scene at her house with her and Tom where Tom like broke down. Everyone's like, that's fake. So she's saying everybody was chastising him. I didn't feel like joining the pack. I mean, it seems, it seems so kind of slanted. Everything was against him. You know, I've known him for a very long time. Of course I'm, I'm condemning what he did. That's why I said, you're not a bad person. You just did a bad thing. And my heart was always with Ariana. Maybe I didn't know, maybe I didn't kind of, you know, scream at him and lambast him, but everybody else had done that. She said that she didn't want to pile on anymore, which I get, you know, she said that she felt the same way as everybody else did, but that, you know, she need, she felt she needed to have a little compassion in that moment because apparently she claims that it was a lot worse than what we actually saw on camera. And she said that it was the moment, which is what I predicted. It was the moment that it actually kind of clicked for him. And I, believe that. I believe that that was the moment he realized the ramifications of his actions. I don't think he felt bad for Ariana, but I think he felt bad for himself in the way that he had now screwed up his life. And he was like realizing, oh, this is big and this is real. And I really screwed up, you know? Um, she claims that the producers only showed a snippet and she said that that's what they're really good at is showing you enough of what you need to see without needing to see all the messy, dirty details Sometimes it's appropriate. Sometimes it's not. In this case, she said he had a really bad anxiety attack and a meltdown, and they didn't even air all of that because, you know, they just focused on what needed to be shown, and that's that he was having a hard time and Lisa was there for him. But she says now it's all about just pa uh, paving a path forward, which is great. I know Ariana said that he was, she was a little too nice to him, but listen, I called it. I called it. He's feeling badly for how much he screwed his life. I was right. I'm always right. Okay, a bit of royal news, because I know I've got a lot of royal fans or fans of, of me dragging the royals, Harry and Meghan. But so they're getting called out. So Harry and Meghan claimed that after leaving the Women of Vision Awards on last Tuesday in New York City, that they were hounded by 12 aggressive photographers for over two hours. And I was like, where are you going for over two hours in Manhattan where you're being chased and, and you know, 
having multiples, they claim near collisions where they were terrified. And even now they're still very upset about this. I'm like, you're in Manhattan. You had near collision, multiple near collisions while you were being chased for two hours. Like it's New York City. Everywhere you go, one, there are near collisions, and two, there's traffic. So, like, how are you, like, speeding and getting chased by 12? Like, 12 is also a very specific number. Like, how did 12 photographers manage to make it through the streets of NYC so recklessly for over two hours, right? It's a very specific number. It feels like they keep trying to push this narrative that they're just like Princess Diana and all the press is hounding them and all of this, right? And it feels like this is just another way for them to craft that narrative that they're just like Princess Diana. Well, now, Backgrid, which is an agency that represents paparazzi photographers and helps them publish their photos, and the NYPD and their taxi driver have all come out claiming that things did not happen, or they're denying Harry and Meghan's version of the events and claiming that it was a lot, it wasn't as bad, that they exaggerated the details. The NYPD... PD says that they assisted the private security team and that, yes, there were numerous photographers. Hello, celebrities, paparazzi, big celebrity public event. Yeah. Um, That, yes, the photographers did make their transport challenging, but there were no reported collisions, summonses, injuries, or arrests in regard to their drive home, which means things weren't so reckless that nobody was breaking the law. Harry and Meghan were then demanding that all of the photos taken that night be given over to them and not distributed because of how that they were obtained. And it was so reckless of all those photographers in their cars and on their scooters, you know, just chasing them through traffic-ridden NYC, which is also strange because they're like, they weren't just in cars, they were also on scooters. I'm like, okay, so there's a paparazzi that was riding his little scooter and taking photos of you, chasing you through the streets of downtown or through, to the street, through the streets of New York City. It just, it, to me, it doesn't sound like it adds up. And so Backgrid is now issuing a statement because they claim that they received this letter from Megan and Harry's legal team that was requesting all the photos. And so they then went to BBC News and they published their letter to BBC News. And they claim that in America, as I'm sure you know, property belongs to the owner of it, meaning the photographers. Third parties cannot just demand it to be given to them as perhaps kings can do. Oh, what about that? But remember, Harry was never going to be a king because he wrote a whole book about it and he called it spare because he's just the spare. Perhaps you should sit down with your clients and advise them that his English rules of royal prerogative to demand that the citizen citizenry hand over their property to the crown were rejected by this country long ago. We stand by our founding fathers. So they straight said, Freedom of the press. You don't like it? Go back to the UK where you own the press. Because mm-hmm. remember, didn't he write a whole book about that? Where he said that the royal family owns the press. Can't have it both ways, Meghan and Harry. Can't go to a public event where you're like the star-studded stars of the event and then be like, oh my God, the paparazzi followed us outside of New York City. Like you can't, you know, can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be public and then not want paparazzi. And you can't be, you know, like I get it. Paparazzi are annoying. But like if you don't want to deal with paparazzi, go to Dubai. Lindsay Lohan did it. And she's doing fine. She loves Dubai. She didn't want the paparazzi. So she went to Dubai. She didn't move to Hollywood. She doesn't go to these star-studded events all the time. She wants a quiet life. She's now getting back into Hollywood. But like when she wants that life, she goes and visits LA or she goes and visits New York. But outside of that, she lives a very simple life in Dubai. So I believe if they really wanted that simple life, they could go somewhere like Dubai. So 
I hear there are some real housewives there, Megan. Maybe you might want to join them. But I think that's all I have for you guys for this week. I know, um, I've, I know I've been pushing my tickets for my live shows, but we sold out in Philly. We got Hollywood coming up, Bourbon Room in Hollywood with Lala Kent on June 15th, which is my 30th birthday, so it's going to be a Dirty 30 birthday bash. And then I'm doing a live show in NYC with the Brav Bros and some very special guests that will be announced soon. That will be July 26th. So stay tuned. Get ready. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach to keep up with all of my Chicagoland adventures. I'm going to be at BlockCon this weekend with New Kids on the Block. Donnie, Jordan, Danny, John, Joey, all the boys. I'm going to be there this weekend. So if you're at BlockCon, come say hi. I believe tickets are sold out, so I'm not sure if you can still get tickets. But if you can, I I would check it out. But thank you guys. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I will keep up with me at Just Plain Zach. I will keep you posted on everything else. Uh, this week's schedule will be a little wonky. I fly in Thursday. So after Thursday, it'll be a little wonky. I'm taking my equi- equipment with me. But stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, keep up with all the latest reality TVT at Nuke Filter with Zach on the, Insta- the Instagram. And get your tickets to my live shows at nofilterlive.com. That's nofilterlive.com. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful week. I will talk to you. We'll be doing um, our book club on Tuesday, which I'll release on the podcast on Wednesday. And it's going to be a review and a recap of The Randall Scandal, which is the new Hulu documentary on Randall Emmett. So get ready for it. I will talk to you soon. I love you. I appreciate you. Ciao for now.